Okay, Shalom Aleichem. Parshas Miketz. And we're also Zois Hanukkah. So we'll give a, give a shtickle Torah for the covered Parshas Miketz. And then later we'll give over for the covered Hanukkah. So Orchaim says, when the brothers stand in front of Yaakov, uh, stand in front of Yosef, and it says, Vyaka Yosef. Yosef, uh, it's Pasuk um, Membeis, Pasuk Ches. 42.8, and it's the Orchaim. I'm going to read it in English, just to make it easier, I suppose. So the, the actual Lashon of the Orchaim is quite difficult. Um, he says, the verse means to stress, even though Yaakov, even though Yosef recognized his brothers, because they already had full beards by the time he left them, and their appearances hadn't changed that much, still they did not recognize him. This is striking. I'm reading, I'm putting in the, uh, the art scroll parish as well. This is striking because when old acquaintances meet, it is human nature that once one of them becomes aware of the other's identity, a spark of memory is automatically aroused in the second one, the second one's heart as well. Yeah. Once you recognize someone, they recognize you. And he brings a pasuk, I think. Hearts communicate secrets with each other. That beautiful idea. When you're standing in front of someone, your heart is communicating. Your heart's communicating with each other. They sync up with each other. They talk to each other. Um, and then he brings the puzzle, the famous puzzle from Mishlei. Okay. As one's face is to another man's face, so is his heart to another man's heart. The Alter Rebbe in Tanya, in the end of the Tanya, goes into great detail about this posuk. And once this spark of memory is aroused, they, they pay close attention to the eyes, forehead, and speech of the other guy. And that, and then it, it flares up. The idea of the other person flares up. So their hearts speak to each other. One guy recognizes the other. They haven't seen each other for a long time. Their hearts start communicating. Then they start studying each other's upper face, like the eyes and the forehead and the speech. And then that recognition like kind of sparks, explodes into a full recognition of their fellow. Now, this is the this is the point. The two informs us of the novel fact that although Yosef recognized his brothers, his brothers, they nevertheless did not recognize him. They didn't recognize him. The reason for this was that since they saw him in such an elevated position, yeah, they dismissed their subconscious recognition of Yosef as an impossibility and banished any thought of this from their minds. The, the English is much, the Hebrew is much better. They were machlit. They decided that there couldn't be any, um, there couldn't be any, I mean, they just made a decision that this man in front of them had nothing to do with them. They decided. So even though the nature of a person is when you're standing in front of an old person that you can't remember you don't remember them particularly, but you've definitely met them before. And then the hearts start talking and then you start recognizing, etc. 
And then that recognition should, should like little spark explode into a full-blown recognition. In this case, it didn't happen. Why? Because the brothers had been machlit. They had decided that they didn't know him. Everyone's with me? Pretty simple, yeah? So now, listen, we're just going to go back a, a couple of parts and just a few little bits and pieces that will bring this idea together because it's a very, very practical idea. Very practical idea. And if you guys are, you guys who are connected to the, the, what's that book, the um, Reclaiming Sanity, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, it will it will resonate deeply with you. Okay, so in uh, in Parshas Vayeshev, when Yosef was coming to see them, yeah, the brothers, and they were in the field with the sheep, yeah, it says, They saw him from far. And before he got close to them, They is an interesting Russian. Um, it basically means they kind of decided they, they well, I'll, I'll tell you the Russian in a minute and you'll see what it means. That they they basically decided to kill him. They saw him from far. Rashi says, Nismalu It filled them, they filled themselves with like deceit and Eremus is like um Eremus. Like deceitful, Michael, you're on mute. Like deceitfulness, yeah. Arimus is like, uh, like the, um, like the, um, the Loshan was Aram McCall. He was Arimus, like to, to, like an Aram, a Ramai. Deceitfulness, yeah, or like intellectual ideas, and 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 um, and Unculus translates it. Bechazu yasem rochoik. They saw him from far. Ad loy crave before he'd gotten close to them. And they they thought to themselves, they will kill him. Firstly, the brothers saw him from Rukhik before he got close. Why? Because you can't hate the tzaddik when he's up close. When you're close to the tzaddik, you're filled with love. The only way you can hate the tzaddik, has v'shalom, is if you make a big distance between you. So they made, by, by when he was very distant from them, and as he was approaching them, still as he was distant from them, and they were able to hate him, yeah, at that point, they made a decision. They used their thinking that they would kill him. Now, this is the idea, is that let, let's we're going to see the idea from Cain. When when Cain was getting all angry with Hevel, and Hashem comes to Cain and he says, "If you do good, won't you be accepted?" If you don't do good, if you don't like do tshuva. Then at the at the Pesach, uh, a is 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 waiting. And to you is a chuka, 
and you were able to be Moishel over it. Yeah, you remember this? Before the Chuka has become enclosed in Oisius, Hamachshava, you are free to do whatever you want with it. The minute that emotion becomes enclosed in Machshava, we're in trouble. You can feel hatred towards someone, but if you don't give it the 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 reshus to go up into the brain and to become enclosed in oisius, yeah, then you can get through it. Like the uh, the moshul of the two ducks we've spoken about before, that you're saying they put when they cross each other's path, they get angry with each other for a second, then they fly and then they just flap their wings and they they get rid of all that ex that energy and it's gone. Whereas human beings, that same energy happens but then they enclose it into words. So ducks don't have words, so they can just flap their wings and go on. But human beings turn around and go, I can't believe that he just did that. <gasps> that is absolutely, and, and, I, and it runs in his family as well. And I know that his father's like that. And, and I've seen it before in him. And I know that he'll do it again. And, 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 and now it feeds back down into the emotions. And that gives more thinking, more emotions, more thinking. And before you know it, the person's going down. And that was the whole Indian here. The brothers were able to, they, they were able to not recognize Yosef, even though the Teva is to recognize him. That's how Hashem made the world. The Teva is to recognize him. But because they had decided that they couldn't recognize him, they couldn't recognize him. The same to him when they when when he was on his way to see them from Rahoik, before he had gotten close to them where their Ava would have overwhelmed them, they had decided, they started to think and concoct plans in their head that they would kill him, which meant that when he did actually eventually get close to them, it had no effect. They'd already, it already, those emotions had become enclosed in words, and it was like uh, kind of signed and sealed. So that's, that's a very, very big helpful answer, is don't let the emotions get caught up in, don't, don't give them the sluice of getting clothed in letters. Don't do that. I said, to, I've got a friend, someone I'm very close with. He's a very, he's a very unstable person, very emotional, gets completely overwhelmed by his emotions all the time, does silly things. And um, really emotions are just chemicals. They're literally, literally just chemicals going through your body. That's why, you know, they talk about the dopamine hit when you check your, you, know, you check your Facebook and stuff like that. Your brain produces chemicals. I think it's called the endocrine system. It produces chemicals and those chemicals flood your body and not much of them as well, teeny amounts. They flood your body and you feel wow or you feel ugh. It's literally, it's literally chemicals. Literally, it's like a little vial, a few milliliters of uh of some kind of liquid and i said to this guy who's going through this very like going nuts i said you're you know right now you're being held prisoner by a vial of you know three or four milliliters of some kind of liquid you're being dominated by a teeny little vial of liquid 
a vial of violet liquid. A teeny little a thimble of liquid right now is dominating you. You are under the control of a couple of drops of liquid. That is ridiculous. And it almost resonated with him. It's really, Hashem, it really resonated with him. And that's what it is. But when these liquids are getting clothed into letters and they become words and they get strung together as sentences, yeah, then they can cause all kind of havoc, all kind of havoc. So the goal is don't let them get, don't let them get that far. Nip, the, nip those emotions in the bud. Do whatever you need to do, but keep distracting yourself from thinking. Keep distracting yourself from allowing those emotions to materialize into words because that's um, that's dangerous. Okay, I'll say very quickly, just another quick idea on the Pasha is um, they said, when they were getting interrogated by Yosef, the brothers, each one said to his brother, we um we we like have we get brought guilt on us in regards to our brother Yosef. that we saw his tsar when he like cried out to us, and therefore this tsar came upon us. We saw him, but we didn't hear him. So you can see from a very far distance, but you can't hear from such a distance. The whole union of seeing is very chetsoini. You only, like we've spoken about this many times, yeah? You can see someone suffering, but if you don't hear them suffering, it's, it's, um, the hearing is the bit that goes in. That's why your ears are inside. Like these things aren't your ears. Yeah, your ears are internal. You don't see your ears. They're like little things inside your head. Yeah, your eyes are very external. They're the only part of your, they're your only like organs that are very visible to the outside world. So seeing is very chetsoinis. So when you see someone suffering, that doesn't mean that it affected you. The hearing is what affects you. The hearing sort of thing. Watch a watch a Hollywood film, yeah, without the sound. Yeah, completely different experience. And and the sound can bring you to a the sound itself makes more of a roishim on you than the visuals. Put them together, it's very. The, the, but the sound really is the uh, the sound is a is a is a is a is the is the de- is the depth of it. So then, then what's the ticken? Who goes into prison? Shimon. Shimon. Shimon goes into prison. And who's the first one who says he's going to redeem Shimon? Reuven. Reuven. So Shimon goes into prison and Reuven says he's going to redeem him. In the end, Yehuda actually redeems him. Why? Shimon, which is listening, Shmir, Shimon. Yeah, which was the, that was the Pagam. They didn't hear his cries. So Shimon goes into prison. Reuven pipes up and says, Yaakov, Tati, I'll go and save him. But it's not, Re'ia can't save Shmir. You know what saves Shmir? You know what saves hearing? 
is Anivus. So Yehuda, Russian Hoida, from Russian Hoid, which is Anova, which is being Machnia, being Moide. Yehuda was the one who actually went and saved him. That's how you listen to someone. Listening comes through Anivus. Make sure that you're empty, then you can really hear someone. Calls man that you're full, you can't hear anyone. Okay.